Welcome, welcome to the Bro CR Supercast. Basically, a super cool podcast. See what we did there? <laughs> we discuss all things obstacle course racing, culture, and community that embodies it. From performing athletes, flashy new gear, and secret guacamole recipes. Yummy. We've got you covered, bro. Do you have questions? We want to find answers. Want to talk about running in the mud and your next big adventure? Cool. So do we. Now let's lace up those trail kicks and jump in the corral. The Supercast. The Supercast starts now. Congratulations. It's the end of the month. It is the end of the month. Already first month down of 2020. You know, happy Tuesday, everybody. I'm Jacob Bosecker. And I'm Leah Hensley. It was a busy weekend. It was a busy weekend. Um, OCR is back into swing. Um, Things are looking great. Kicking off all across the country. What did you do this weekend? I ran 30 miles. Well, that's pretty impressive. I I just hung around here. Uh, we got some big stuff coming, and yeah, just went and ran local trails and local roads here. Kind of a gray weekend here in Indiana. Um, how was it up your way in Chicago, though? Oh my gosh! So it was oh, cold. Before, 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 okay, just talk about weather. Just talk about weather because then we we'll yeah. get to the nitty gritty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was cold. I traveled this weekend, so. Um, Weather was was I mean typical Chicago I guess it's windy <laughs> as hell, um, yep. and it was cold and you know as we mentioned OCR is in full swing and we had races across the whole country this weekend absolutely we did so we had friends out in Chicago in Chicago we had mm-hmm. the the strongest Oak family and all the guys from um, from Heartfit uh, Flat, and, yeah, yeah Heartfit Flatliners. Flatliners were all there yeah. um, crazy event there we had people down in Texas at Bone Frog um, yeah who actually on this week's episode, we've decided to kind of do something a little bit different. You know, Evan Preparis isn't the only guy that can OCR America. <laughs> right? Um, no, the America was covered this weekend, and we've got um, three different race recaps for you. We're going to kind of give you a little bit of everything to kind of catch up and see where the season's starting off. Yeah, so we had Amber down in Texas um, mm-hmm. doing um, Bone Frog there. Bone Frog, yeah. Great, great event. Got to see a lot of locals, spend some time there. She's just getting back into the OCR scene now, but she will mm-hmm. be with me at Abominable here in a few weeks, um, helping announce there and have a great old time. And she was kind of worried about like qualifying for OCRWC at at um, Abominable, and mm-hmm. it turns out she ended up just winning freaking Bone Frog down there. Yeah. So, Guess what? She's qualified now. So yep. that's neat. So we'll hear <laughs> um, all about that with your interview with her. Absolutely. And we've also got Cody Simons here who got to run the first race out West Coast here in Cali. Yep, for um, Spartan. So Spartan season has kicked off. Um, not the series yet, but not the series. Um, this past weekend was the first um, Spartan at California, and I talked to Cody about it. Yeah, we've got a great time. But, you know, without – so, okay, I'm really excited here what Cody has to say about the new slip wall, though, because apparently yep. the materials are different and stuff, but you guys will go into that. We'll here. cover all of that. But let's let's talk about the, you know, the old ham and eggs here, the steak and potatoes here. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's, let's talk about the hoot. <laughs> yeah. So of the three events, I think inarguably the biggest one was High Rocks. Um, 
It was an awesome experience. Um, for those so of this you was your first time not, to a High Rocks, right, Leah? It was, it was okay. my first time. And for those of you who did not already catch it, um, I did go live on our Facebook page. You can see all the coverage of the pro women and men's heat on there. So um, I got to compete first thing in the morning. Um, the way High Rocks is set up is that the open um, divisions go first. And then they save the elites for later on. So, mm-hmm. you know, everybody else finishes first and can hang around and, and cheer for these these elites. Um, so, yeah, it was my first one. And, you know, I've heard the praises and I'm going to sing them myself. What an amazing, awesome professional event. So how many people have attended this event, Leah? So I actually talked to um, one of the directors there. Um, mm-hmm. His name was Michael. Okay. And he told me that as of that moment, now they accept race day registrations all the way oh, up wow. until okay. your wave. So, I mean, you can arrive and, and race 10 Walk minutes up. later. So, oh. right. As of that morning, not including race day registrations, they were right about 700, he said. Okay. They're still getting their hands, hands yeah. out there. But, I mean, it did not feel skimpy in any way as far as participation goes. There was people everywhere. Um, it was awesome. So one thing that was a newer experience for me, which I think OCR could, you know, possibly take a, you know, note from when you arrive for your, for your wave, everyone gets assigned wave times prior to the event, Mm -hmm. but there's a mandatory technical briefing prior to your wave. And that includes not just the pros, but also the open waivers, where they brought us into a room, and it was basically like a PowerPoint presentation. They went over the standards. They went over the rules. They explained the penalties. So there was no opportunity later on for someone to say, hey, I didn't know this, that, or the other. You know, I think OCRWC has done that since the get-go, and I've always thought that that was a brilliant Mm -hmm. thing to do. Agree. It was just – it just Mm – it it had an air of professionalism, and they explained everything outright. There was no questions of, does this count as a wall ball? Does this count as a lunge? They went over everything, so that was awesome. Um, But, yeah, so the race went off. I competed in the second wave of the day, um, and it was was great. The way it was set up, it was two laps um, around the outside of the rock zone, that's going to vary from event to event based upon the space they have available. Like in New yep. York City, it was two and a half laps. Um, also okay. another reason to attend the briefing, so you find that out. <laughs> so in Chicago, it was two laps, and then you go into the rock zone, go to the station you're at, complete the you know complete the fitness mm-hmm. thing, go back out and run run again. Um, and it was great. Everything was very well marked, very well labeled. There was a couple. Um, like specifically station number three, which was the pole was really far away from the rocks out from the entrance. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there was, there was some wasted time there, but even with that wasted time, there was a new world record. <laughs> yeah. Hunter broke it. Hunter yeah. rocked by like a minute. It wasn't yeah. like a, just barely by the skin of his teeth kind of thing. I think he can break it by more, but that's me. That's that's what he said. I did have a chance to talk to him after the event, both he and Ryan Kent, who made no secret about their goals of coming in to break the record. Absolutely. Um, and they both said the same thing, that there's still room to, to play. Hunter told me that he is planning on going to Berlin uh, for the World Championships. Of course he will be. And, right. 
and intends on breaking 55-30 is his goal. I think, and see, somebody asked me yesterday <laughs> what I thought mm-hmm. was a realistic time. I said right around 55. Yep. So that's right going to require another two minutes off his time, which if he has somebody on, like, what was unique, like, what was just so impressive about this event, I mean, Hunter pulled away, like, really? unattainable after probably Station 4. Station 4 was the Burpee Broad Jumps, and by that point, he had gained enough of a lead on Ryan that he was finishing the Broad Jumps right as Ryan was starting. And from yeah. then on, the gap just grew. But I yeah. feel like if Ryan was right there with him and they were able to really push one another, I think that record could have been broken by even more. Because at that point, it was just Hunter versus Hunter, you know? Yeah, Hunter swinging for the fences, yep. Right. So he crushed it. But, you know, more excitingly was the women's field. Oh, the women's um, race was close. The women's race was second, and it was amazing. The entire morning with them racing, um, there was the lead pack that was just right there together the whole time, and it came down to that final station. Um, mm-hmm. Final station being the wall balls. First into the zone was Faye, followed by Becca Hammond, Becca. followed by Alyssa Hawley. Um, the three of them entered the zone within about a minute and a half of each other. Um, so Faye had an opportunity there of, of, you know, getting a lead. But as we saw with her performance in Miami, Faye struggled on wall balls. And wall balls she, are hard, man. Yeah, she once again struggled. And what happened was Becca Hammond finished her wall balls pr- before Faye did and was first across the finish line. However... Becca missed a lap of the running along uh, the way. Okay. Um, it is the athlete's responsibility to keep track, and she lost track. She missed a Race lap, brain. which yep, which incurred a five-minute penalty. So despite being the first across the finish line, she got a five-minute penalty. Faye then crossed. Then I think it was like four seconds later, Alyssa, Alyssa. Holly crossed, and then Lauren we- Weeks or Wex, I'm not sure yeah, how you Lex, pronounce her last name. Um, cross right after that. But the top three were within, you know, seconds of one another. Seconds. It was very exciting. Oh, that's that's just great. And, you know, like, maybe this just tells me, get on them wall balls, girl. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, at this point, two races. I mean, luckily she was able to pull it out, but literally by seconds. So she... She and I, I don't mean to, to don't mean to don't mean to downplay this at all because a hundred wall balls after you've ran five miles and done everything else. It's a lot. <laughs> it's serious business. So for you, so mm-hmm. girls race, great, guys race, obviously great. You know, we mm-hmm. had um hunt the, the battle was between Hunter and Kent, but mm-hmm. then third place there was Alex Nicholas taking it up there in the rear. Yep. Um good for him. Once again, seasoned athlete, seasoned good dude. Yep. Um just a great competition there. Yeah. So realistically, mm-hmm. now that you've done it. Mm-hmm. What is what is the hardest mental and like physical part of it? Physically, for me, the hardest station was the sled pole, which ironically um, was my best performance. Um, what's nice about the results from Hyrox is you get your splits broken down for every station, but they also tell you your place at that station, how you did compared to others. Um, so the sled pole was actually my best performance, but it was an ass kicker. So it was hard. Um, mentally just 
going. I mean, you're redlining for over an hour, you yeah. know, hour and a half, you know, on average. So it's hard to just Absolutely. keep going. It is a complete total body drain. You're working every muscle and it's just rough. But I will say the way it's set up, there was not a moment that there was not somebody screaming my name or running by someone I knew when I was on my run laps. Like That's awesome. the the spectator friendliness of it is by far the best part about it. So, and not to deter anything, but it kind of reminds me of. I'm really excited to go do one, but you over have to Christmas, do it. You'll I'll, it'll it'll come. It'll come. Mm-hmm. I kind of got my hands full at the moment, but mm, um, I understood. <laughs> uh, but um, so over Christmas break, we ran. I live in this little neighborhood called Amberley, mm-hmm. and it's like a 1.3 mile loop. So me and my friends decided to run a half marathon in it. But okay. It was, the, it was, it's so annoying when you think you're running laps like that. But at the yeah. same time, you're like, wait, I get to see my friends like every time I go around here. I mean, yeah. We're constantly passing each other and high-fiving each other. And it's, you know, there's something really cool about that camaraderie. Whereas in some of the oh, traditional sure. we've seen in OCR, you could be like five miles into the wilderness. Oh, and, you could be by yourself. I mean, yeah, having the world have its mutter, there were hours. <laughs> In the middle of the night where Mm -hmm. I was just by myself out there, you know, and it totally changes your, your mental state, but it also changes your physical state. You know, when you have somebody Mm -hmm. there and you know, like, bless her heart, Mel was Glamazon, baby. Oh yeah. Glamazon. I'm going to give Mel props, um, personally because she, she was a volunteer at the farmer carry station. And the way it was positioned, she was right there on the edge of the run track. And it was on, like, the third corner of the loop. And let me tell you, coming around the bend on lap two, like, when you're just getting ready to die, she was there every single time, screaming, cheering, calling my name. And no joke, there were several times where it was every ounce of my being to fight, wanting to walk or slow down. But knowing, oh, I can't let Mel see me walk, <laughs> and yep. just kept going because I knew she'd be there. So major props to her. That's awesome. That's just so cool. Yeah. So, I mean, anyone who's listening, I cannot recommend High Rocks enough. They have so many different events, so many different divisions. You can do doubles. You can do mixed doubles. Um, just top-notch production by Mo. I got to meet Mo after talking to him on this podcast. Um, great, great dude. Can't speak the high enough about high rocks. They're right. good people there. Good stuff. Agreed. Great race. And way to way to kick your own butt, Leah. Thank you very much. I'm pretty awesome. pleased with my performance there. I'm looking forward to the next one to get even better. For sure. Yeah. I think now I think realistically, we're we're only four weeks away from the next though. Yeah. The next one is Dallas. gonna be in Dallas. Um and it is the final of no no no. I think there's one more after that. Um, before the world championships in Berlin. For Berlin. Yeah. Yep. Um, both Ryan and Hunter told me that they will be in Dallas. So we're going to see you. Well, we'll have to make Leah rematch. go down there. <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> not Leah, I... but, um, I mean, uh, Amber. Amber's Amber. Amber. Yep. to go on it. Yep. Um, Too much fun. Now they, they will be there. They're going to throw down again, maybe chisel off a little bit more time before Berlin on that. On that world record, which got Hunter five grand for doing. You know, it's um, and you think about paychecks in this. That's it is a sizable paycheck. Yeah, 
Um, the question is like, what sponsorship matching does he have right now? Who knows? Who knows? Um, there, there's, yeah, but uh, I was on the live feed with some people and they're like, you know, if there was actually money thrown into this, CrossFit athletes would come out. I'm like, dude. Right. For yeah. Hunter, it ain't, it ain't about that. It's about him going down and going ham. And right. And what's even more off, remarkable, as I mentioned it a little bit ago, you get ranked at every station. Hunter mm-hmm. did a perfect score. He was first in every single run <laughs> and every single event. He did oh, not get insane. beat even by a second by anybody else. In any split. In any split. And watching him go, let me tell you. <laughs> it was just like a freaking machine. It was crazy. Like, there was no pause in, in that man. So, it was it was a great performance. Outstanding. Well, that's great. That's just a great thing. I've got to, I've got to come check out one of these events. For um, sure. So, anyway, aside from that, we've had that go on this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also had... Um, Amber, which we're going to go over here to next, who did yep. Bone Frog, who's coming back, coming back to the game a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an interview with her, and then you're going to finish up here with Cody. So without further yep. ado, let's kick on over. And we are back, OCR across America, with a good old friend, Amber Johnson. Amber, what's up, girl? Hey, hey, hey. How you been? Um, super happy to be back in America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Alaska's part of America. Technically, kind of. but you feel like you're in a different country. It's like our hat. <laughs> if America had a hat. <laughs> yeah, or an asshole, however you want to look at it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, goodness. So anyway, Sorry, it's going to be a not back. safe for work version. <laughs> it's always NSW. Uh, true, NSW true. Here in, here in the Very true. world. So anyway, we've missed you. You've been in Alaska for years now. You've come back. We've we've made videos in the past. I missed making videos with you. It's time I to start know, making videos too. again. And you yeah. and I here. Well, well, we'll get to that here in a second. But you ran your first race in years this weekend and came out top dog at Bone Frog. Yep, number um, one, baby. It's a way to come back. Shoo. Okay, first of all, so much to unpack here. I've never even done a Bone Frog. And every time I see a bone frog, everybody looks at like the monkey bars, with the U.S. flag in the background. First of all, this was your first bone frog too. What's going down? It was. Give me a lay of the land. So this was actually my first bone frog, and it's also, I believe, the first time that bone frog has done a sprint course. Okay. So that was exciting. So I kind of was like a twofer for me. So I got to test out their sprint course. Obviously, shorter course. You know, Compact. I want to be in about three and a half miles. All right. Uh, but it's for the elites. It's mandatory obstacle completion. Perfect. So to make podium, you have to complete all the obstacles, which now you know, you know we me. call that mock now. Mock? No, that's mandatory new one for obstacle me. completion. Mock. Oh, you gotta that mock makes it up. sense. Okay, you got to <laughs> mock it up. I like to say bands over burpees, right? That's yeah, always that's been what, my, that's what, you know, forte. That's what we had back in the day. <laughs> exactly, and that's where I that's where I excel because we all know. Let's see here. Amber's not exactly what we'd call a runner, right? You're not <laughs> traditional. I'm built for speed, not for distance. So I like the short courses. I like that it was mandatory obstacles. Um, Some really interesting ones. And the video that I put out on Sunday, everybody, the common theme through everybody that I talk to, and I'll say it, is that it's just gritty. You know, the obstacles aren't fancy. It is. It's just dirty. It's just there's tape on stuff. And some of the tape, you know, might be coming off a little bit because it's been used. And it just has that grit to it, which – I love, I mean, I want a hard obstacle. I want there to be obstacles that you look at and you're like, wow, how exactly am I going to approach this? And there's a million different ways to do it. And you can do it as many times as you want. 
But if you fail it and you run elite, there's a penalty. But that doesn't mean you move on. So you might have to do 30 burpees, and then guess what? Now you get to try it again if you want to keep your band. Okay, so, so they you do could do it, you and you got to jump back in. Exactly. Okay. So it's not just a, oh, I failed. All right, I'm going to take a breather and then attempt it again. It's, okay, I'm going to breathe, knock out some burpees, push-ups, squats, whatever, you know, penalty it is, and then you got to go again. <laughs> so you just, Perfect. like, beat yourself down. Now, luckily, I didn't have to do any penalties. I was able to do everything, you know, okay. first go. Run it clean. Um, yep. Yeah, ran it clean, which was awesome, especially, you know, after my shoulder surgery and everything. This was a really good test on the old uh, shoulder here that I'm back. <laughs> well, good deal, good but deal. But the event was fantastic. I will uh, give it to them, though. If I never see another set of stairs in my life, I'll be very happy. Yeah, you went up how many flights of stairs in this dang thing? So I actually Googled it because I was curious how many stairs are in this tower. So the event was held at the Circuit of the Americas in Austin, Texas. Okay. So it's a it's a Formula One racetrack. So they host okay. really cool events there throughout the year. So we actually like ran around the racetrack and like along the sides of it. And they were like, you know, getting the track ready for another event. So that was kind of cool to be seeing while you're out there running. For sure. But in the center of the racetrack is a giant tower, and it's about 250 feet tall, and it's okay. an observation deck. So when you get to the top, you can then look out and see the entire racetrack, and there's also a glass floor. So when you, you can actually look uh, down and see, yeah, which is kind of trippy when you're up, you know, 251 feet. Yeah. But it's 419 stairs up. All right. And then it's 419 stairs down. All right. It's so a lot. Up, down. Yeah, it, it carries down. on you. However, before we did that, we also ran like 15 sets of bleachers. <laughs> <laughs> so needless Perfect. to say, when I got to that, I was like, I don't think this thing's ever going to stop. I was like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> so now I know I need to be running more bleachers. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. But, you but know. They, they put on a tremendous event, though. I cannot say enough good things. I mean, obviously, they're a smaller, you know, they, people consider them probably one of the smaller races, but yeah. I think they've got a lot going for them that they're really going to continue to grow, and it's a must-do for any OCR person out there. You know, they've been around for a good hot second. They've been around since the days of Battle Frog. And they what, have been. What, Absolutely. So here's a really good question for you. Why do you think Bone Frog is still around compared to the guys like Battle Frog? You know... That is a really great what made, question. What, what was special about this event? It, you know, honestly, the, my husband and my son and I were talking about that too, and kind of you know comparing it to Bone Frog and or to Battle Frog and Bone Frog, and it really, you know, there really wasn't too much differences. They did a good job in their stadium area, or like you know, in like their uh, mm-hmm. hangout area to keep things fun. They had music going. They had vendors. You know, they had the Marine Corps was set up. You know, they had their pull-up bars. Mm-hmm. So they were doing – they just had a lot going on. And then they did some fun events. Yeah, they did some fun, you know, like a, the pint-holding contest. You know, it wasn't yeah. – they weren't allowed to sell their own beer, so you had to buy it from there. So they just filled it with water. But they were just doing stuff like that and doing giveaways and T-shirts and stickers. And they had a fun little kids area that was right there. Everything was very close. So that for the most part, if you wanted to see the obstacles, you could without really having to venture out. Uh, now, I did actually venture out some with uh, Mud Gear afterwards, and we did a, a little photo shoot with some of their some of their equipment, which was awesome. Oh my god, I've never tried their socks, but now I'm a believer. Holy crap, yeah, Mud Gear's amazing. Good yeah, Mud Gear so like him and I walked out to a few obstacles that were a little bit further out, but even that, they weren't that far out that it was unfeasible to get there. 
Okay. So I think it's very spectator friendly with how they set up their cores. For sure. For sure. It sounds like a great time. You know, I just, uh, I need to get out and do one. I've just been underwater with stuff here and getting ready for our new season. So I also saw in the video, you got to talk to a guy that we had on the podcast here recently, Sean Bogura. Yeah. Yep, yeah. So absolutely. how was Sean? How's his recovery good. coming? He he looks great. Um, sounds like everything's going well for him. I got to see him and his fiance Amanda. They're going to be getting married here very soon. Um, yep. But yeah, he was out there supporting. He had a huge Operation Valor tent set up. Um, what great. you can see in the video, you could only see like a fraction of the tent. And you know, <laughs> he was out there selling patches, talking to people, just hyping up, getting people ready for other events. So that's where I think Bonefrog really did a good job with you know bringing in the community so that it's not just like their own products or their own stuff, um, you know, which I really liked. I think that's just so cool that we get to see things like bringing in that community and just how important that is to Sean oh, after yeah. everything he's been through this year. Um, exactly. Just crazy thinking being in a coma that long and to, to come out and just come back into the community because that's that's what he lives for. Absolutely. Absolutely. So he's super excited for the season as well. Um, one other thing, too, actually, while I'm thinking about it, that I think that Bonefrog does a really good job about job with is getting their volunteers. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I know a lot of races, a lot of smaller races um, struggle with getting volunteers. And really, these races rely on volunteers. Without volunteers, these races are never going to happen, period. No, they never happen. But what Bonefrog does is they actually go out and they had a lot of ROTC programs that That's were great. there actually manning the obstacles so now you've got these you know this younger community who's they're they're the future of ocr you know they're going to be the ones coming to these events in the next you know five ten even now at the end Mm -hmm. they all got to go out they got to run it after they sat there and worked it all day but these kids did and i say kids because some of them were in high school some were college or otc but most of them were actually high schoolers and they just, they were amped up. I mean, they were yelling at people and, you know, get, not yelling at you in a bad way, but like cheering yeah, you they're on and getting you going. They're excited because normally it's the reverse. Normally they're the ones that are getting, you know, yelled at to, to do faster, go do more, whatever. You know, they're the ones getting smoked. So now they got to actually have some fun and do it. And they, I got to give them a huge kudos. They did awesome. So it was really like, fun to see how they utilized like that local community and the ROTC programs to, you know, Better make it such a great stuff. event. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, you know, it makes me think back to, did you ever do Fort? No, you weren't. You were gone by the time. I cannot believe in the time you went to Alaska and back, they've had the Fort Knox part of the honor series and now it's gone. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it was so much fun so down mad. here. But they had, they had ROTC and different uh, cadets down there helping out with some of the obstacles and volunteering. And then they got to run afterwards. And man, it was just so fun. It was so fun doing that with us because these guys, they love it and they dig it. Oh, yeah, um, and it was actually at one of the – while we were doing the photo shoot, um, a group of them came through at what would be like a sternum checker, but it was a double yep. sternum checker, nice. which I was like, Classic. oh, God, bringing me back to MGG here. I'm having a moment. Rest and in peace. they came – I know, right? Oh, say a prayer. Um, but these kids come running <laughs> up, and they got so excited to see the sternum checker because they're like, oh, my God, this is like what we do when we go out and train for you know our program. Mm-hmm. So it was really fun to hear. I was really glad I got to kind of experience that and see people out there. And, you know, of course, when I ran at the first lap, I was, you know, just grinding gears, you know, just going to town. So oh, I you're just trying to attention. figure out how your wheels move again because it's been a hot second. <laughs> exactly. So I was happy that I got to go back out to some of these other obstacles that are a little bit more, 
I don't even say that they're physically challenging as much as mentally challenging and, you know, cheer people on at them and, you know, coach them through um, a few people. Actually, you know, I jumped up and showed them, you know, like, Hey, here's how you do it. Like, don't even look down, you know, just do this. And there just how appreciative and just, it was so much fun. Oh my God. It's so good to be back. Like I it's could go on and on. <laughs> but okay. So, so realistically coming back now, we've got here, you and I are getting ready to go and throw down in just a few weeks, in about a yeah. month and a half. So we are going back. I cannot believe I saw my uh, time hop feed the other day, uh, yesterday actually, yep. of the first abominable snow race. And like uh, the guys over there, we're going to be bringing Bill and uh, Tom and you on the podcast in a few weeks Fantastic. to talk about and hype up the, the greatness that is the season oh, starter of the abominable snow race. It's such a good race. And think about that was not only the first abominable, but that was when you and I actually met. That's when you and I met, and that was yep. um, that was one of, that was our first first episode of season two in 2016 of Bro CR. Yep, it was. Uh, yep, we still that trying to figure out what board. was happening. Oh, it was a blast. Yep. It was like you and me and <laughs> people that don't even know Taryn Owens, who is a good friend of ours here, yeah, uh, down my way. She's a great gal, great in the community. Dylan Forsyth, who's it's so crazy to see the sport and how it's evolved and where it all went. But like Dylan, who's you know, worked with Spartan and now is, I, I believe he's left Spartan now, but he's going to still help out with certain things, but he's he led did, yep. people in Mongolia and just all over with yeah, Spartan. All, over it's been... all these badasses over yep. these years. We've well, and really, so and that cool was things. before Jordan Buscemi. That was even before Jordan really that was before, cre- oh created God, a name for himself. Jordan. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Wisconsin boys, you know, gotta love them. That was when things really took off with them. And I mean, it's just... It's crazy to see how, obviously, you know, people move on. People, you know, you wind up in different places. And hell, I wound up in Alaska. But now we're going to be back right where we started. How many years later, you know, just picking up four like Four years never later, happen. five years later. Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah. Four years later. Just so <laughs> crazy. awesome. <laughs> and it's five. It's five now because this is the fifth abominable. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. But, you yeah, know? I'm so excited for us to go to the new venue. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah, because um, I haven't you know, seen the new talking venue to, yet. Oh, so. my God, you're going to freak out and bracken was okay. messaging me the other day talking about how he needs another bottle of bourbon there from driftland <laughs> which is their local uh if, if yeah, anybody I'm knows the race one of the big things, they're giving that yeah they're giving away bourbon there uh laser etched i think you can still get an order in with the with the yeti on it and everything custom made yeah. for the event i know i'm getting one because and, it's i mean it's oh yeah i memorable. got my order in too because that's, that's i need that for my uh my collection i want yeah, their, their yeti blue. um they have a, a coffee mug like, with the Yeti on it, too. Yeah. I, I cannot confirm nor deny if I will be drinking out of one of those, if there will or will not be whiskey in it at the start line. <laughs> Early I'm just at saying, the morning. okay? Hey, I'm trying to decide cold. if I'm going to bring my snowboard or not <laughs> right now because it looks they, – they've got Ooh. plenty of snow up there right now. We're going to have I could bring a, mine, too. You and could. Greased, but I could bring it's a, it. It's a heck of a haul for you to bring it all the way from, from Texas, though, Sailor. <laughs> eh. Well, I ain't using it in Texas anytime soon, so. That is fair. That is fair. <laughs> but we cannot wait to go to Abominable. They're setting things up. The guys are moving on stuff. Um, we're going to have a heck of a time up there. Frozen waterfalls, making footage. I bought a new camera for the event. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm so excited. Time. Well, here's the other thing. How many other OCRs are ran in the wintertime and that you get to run in front of a frozen waterfall? None, none. And you've got exactly. Spartan now, which is starting to do like their Spartan winter sprint and stuff. Like it's the Spartan winter race. And like 
I like Bill Wolf. He's like, kind of hold my beer. <laughs> Let me do exactly. This. I was gonna say, right? Let me show you. We've already been. Let doing me show you this. what I've been doing. Like, We've been doing yeah. this for a few years now. And I'll tell you um, what. Coming yeah, from Alaska, like frozen waterfalls. I mean, you think you know you've seen some pretty you know some pretty things. Oh no, I will give it. Oh, that frozen gosh, waterfalls are. I mean, I was I was ice climbing them mm-hmm. in Alaska. They're it's just unbelievable, you know. And it's now you get crazy. to go and run through it. So when you're running this, whether you're running to get a bottle of bourbon or not, you need to stop so, for wait, a second and take a are look. Are you are you and me doing a full? So you've qualified now for OCRWC. Correct. Yep. So are we just going to do a fun lap of the long course there? Oh, we could. I think we just need to do a fun lap, like a media fun lap there, and just have fun. I like. I that think it's what's going to throw down. I with like bourbon. that idea too. Just with a bourbon fun lap and just having a good. Well, and just hanging out with the community that we love. You know what I mean? Let's exactly. go out. Let's have fun, and let's just. Let's yeah. just tear it up like old times. Um, oh, my Golly. It just brings so many memories back, and it's so great. Oh, so many. It's going to be such a blast, and I'm so excited to see everybody. So, it's so cool to see how all these things have evolved now, and we've got this community, like like you just saw, like the the um, Operation Valor down there in Texas, and then we've got, I mean, we've got Strong as Oak. We've got the Heartliners. We've got um, – one of the things I love about Abominable, too, is, like, you've got all these locals, like the guys from Highlander that we're starting to work with there the guys from frontline are going to be there everybody's got tents everybody's setting up stuff oscar mike will be there i mean it's it is a big freaking awesome well-knit community of badasses and i can't wait to hang out there exactly and i will say that that's one thing too with the community is i mean i've got you know you know got corn fed up there in the indiana area you got crazy mutter muckers Mm -hmm. in the ohio kentucky area you know i've got all my folks back there that i know and love so come being down here in texas and i don't really don't know too many people so Texas has the Lone, well exactly, and Lone Texas stars. has the Lone Star Spartans, um, which they were phenomenal. Welcomed us with open arms. They were in the episode quite a bit. I was trying to make sure you know I got them in there to to show our love and support and everything for just being mm-hmm. so welcoming, like the OCR community is. But what was also really cool was a few years back when I did the uh, only OCR women's calendar that's been done to date with uh, Stephen. Um, I also ran into Matt Gutzweiler, who is with uh, OCR Grit the uh, team grid oh, yeah. from down here in Texas. We'd been working mm-hmm. together for a while because we were both, he was Mr. April. I was Mrs. April. And lo and behold, mm-hmm. I'm filming. And all of a sudden I see the back of his Jersey. I'm like, Hey, wait a minute. I know him. So like, it's just, the community is so awesome that no matter where you go in the country, sometimes even the world, you're going to run into somebody that either you've never met before, or you it's been a while and you're just going to have a great time. And this is going to be like a coming home for me, being at Abominable and just getting to see everybody and really hang nice. out. And oh, it's going to be awesome! Awesome! It's going to be real damn nice. I cannot wait. I cannot freaking wait. So I, I feel like that really wraps it up. Anything else about the race that you want to bring out about Bone Frog and everything that you had over the weekend? Other than Man. just being pumped to be back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously pumped to be back. I cannot iterate that enough. But just what an awesome, awesome event and venue. Um, Bear, their MC, he does a fantastic job, you know, getting people going at the starting line and just keeping it fun and light. Um, I think sometimes you know, people can get Absolutely. too serious, you know, and he just did a really good job of, you know, being entertaining, keeping things, keeping things really fun. Him and Brett, oh my God, him and my husband were just cracking me up, going back and forth. Their banter, I've got it on some film I gave to Bonefrog. Actually, I may have to do a small video with that. It was epic. I mean, just hilarious. And so, all around, if you have not done a Bonefrog, go do it. Get out I there. Mean, Get we're out there. yeah. The biggest thing we're seeing more and more as years go on, how many races keep disappearing. They're doing that because people aren't 
doing the races, you know. So you've got to get out there. Don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone and try something Try something new. different. Yeah, try whether it's a bone new, frog, abominable, whatever, it's still OCR at the end of the day. Um, yeah. So just, you know, get out there, have fun, sign up for the events, and just don't get so – don't pigeonhole yourself into just one thing. Do get something out different, there and you know? have fun. It can be something like that. It can be a trail race. It can be – the thing exactly. is coming together as a community and doing something. Yeah. That, that's the big thing. It's like I'm tired of these people that come out here and like, oh, you know, I just did one and I've got the T-shirt and I'm out now. Like this one time – like there's so many things that this community – can bring together well, and just and engage in that community. And that's the key there. That's the key there is community. This isn't just, oh, I went out and did a race. I got a T-shirt. Check a box. Cool. I'm done. If This is a community. If you're really looking for, you know, like CrossFit has their community. OCR has their community. But one thing I'll give OCR, though, is that you see a lot of folks, like the Strong as Oak guys, you know, love them dearly. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff, I'm looking forward to picking on you, too, at, at Abominable. <laughs> little side note there. We always have fun banter. Um, but, yep, Jeff, I love you. Uh, is, like, they, they're, a, they're a prime example of you get a lot of the OCR people, but, you know, they've expanded. Um, Scott Brackmeyer just did a bodybuilding competition. You know, then you see Absolutely. folks that are competing in Strongman and Is he confirmed to come into a bodybuilding hangout with us? He oh if he's not I'm gonna kick his bodybuilder ass he better That's be right. he told me he's gonna be there but you never know <laughs> okay. him, Scott he sometimes throws here for a wrench no uh uh-uh. I will have to go drive down and pick him up and make him go it's been far too long buddy I gotta see you fair it. enough fair enough right but that's the biggest thing though is the the community is more than just racing and obstacles it's really I mean look at that I've been gone for three years but I mean. We've all kept in touch, you know, the support I got this weekend in my first podium was awesome. That was, I mean, just made me feel so good. You know, you're getting ready to have a baby tonight. I mean, like this, this whole thing is more than about just. We're not talking about that right now. We're not. Uh (laughs) Okay. My bad. By the time this airs, we'll already be done and over with. (laughs) But Probably not. Probably not. (laughs) eh, We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, We'll see. Push them out, push them out. Well, okay, anyways, um, <laughs> off on a tangent here. But it's, it's a community. It's, it's about more than just how you raced, how you did. It's really about family at the end of the day. Absolutely. With that, I think it actually takes us to our time here. Amber, um, anything last, last you want to give our people here before we we kick over to Cody and Leah here? No, um, just – it is so good to be back, and I look forward to making more content, seeing everybody at more races. And my next event will be the Cupid Undies Run, actually down here in Austin. And then <laughs> after that, I know, right? I was like, what more fun than to go run through your run in your underwear through the streets of the city? I mean, for childhood leukemia, it doesn't get any better than that. It's a great time. Um, that'll be my next small event. I may be doing a wicked trail run here after that before abominable, but I'm still kind of still solidifying things. So we'll see, but if not, I will see everyone at abominable. All right. With that, we'll, we'll kick it on over to Cody and Leah. Thanks. Sounds good. All righty. So I have Cody Simons here who went to the Spartans first, um, a race for this year of 2020, and it was out in California. So where in California exactly was it, Cody? It was on in uh, Chino, California. Okay. Have you raced this venue before, or was it new? Yeah, it was the third year they've had it there, so I've been there all three years. Okay. 
And did you race, was it two days or just the the Super on Saturday? I just did the Super Saturday. Okay. So, first, tell us a little about you and who you are and, you know, how long you've been OCRing and all that good stuff. I've been running OCR since January of 2016. Um, I go by the OCR Carpenter on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been running competitively now for 18 was a really competitive year for me. 17, I kind of started, or excuse me, 18 is when I started running competitively. 19, I got pretty good or pretty up there in the ranks. So it was fun. And now I've jumped up age group. So it's a new adventure starting, uh, starting to Nice. Yeah, born and raised in Las Vegas, Nevada, and I am a carpenter by trade, so that's the OCR carpenter. That makes sense. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) All right, so you're in the age group category. So, um, you know, walk us through this. uh, There's been so much hubbub about Spartan this year and changes and improvements and all this, you know, helmet ratings and all this stuff. So, you know, was it the same old, same old, or was it actually different? Uh, the, the only thing I noticed differently was it was pretty held standard to the 10K. It was a little bit over. Granted, everyone's watches are probably a little different. But it was like, I think I got 6.5 or something like that miles. Okay. Um, so then, for what we're used to, it's a pretty short super. Yeah, it's, it was a very short super. It was fast, really fast. Um, I believe BJ finished in like 40 minutes. So it was, yeah, it's it crazy. Yeah, but then they had um, they had no dunk wall or rolling mud or anything. So I guess the venue wouldn't allow them to dig. So there was that. And then, mm. um, other than that, it was pretty standard. Uh, I didn't notice really anything too differently as far as the way things are run. Uh, new slip wall is going to be interesting. So new slip wall. But, what do you mean by that? New slip wall. They uh, so how it worked in the past. Now it's all metal construction. Metal rungs down the backside, which isn't a big deal, but the metal face, when it gets wet and muddy, I can Ooh. see it being pretty slippery. Um, there was a lot of fog in the air, so a lot of moisture on the ground, so it was wet, just wasn't muddy, so it was slippery. Um, mm-hmm. The thing that I noticed, though, because growing up in the desert, um, when I was growing up in the 90s, we had metal slides. And I was just about hot. to ask you if it was reminiscent yeah. of a metal slide. Yep, it's going to be, I can see summer races kind of being some burnt butt cheeks maybe if people fall, so. That's what I was about to say. (laughs) Cold, it's going to be icy and slick as hell. And in Mm -hmm. the hot, it's going to be some burnt butts on the metal. Yep. It'll be, it was new when I came running up to it. I was, okay, this is interesting, but I mean, other than that, it's the same. It's just a metal Interesting. Yeah. Now, what about Olympus? Was Well, first of all, was Olympus there? Olympus was there. Um, for anyone who raced Tahoe and any of the West Coast races after Tahoe, it's pretty standard. We got the new plastic material, and then it's a lot steeper, and then the balls on the chains. We've had that, I believe, at every race since Tahoe out here on the West Coast. Okay, because so. I don't think we've seen that yet come over here on the east coast i know i personally have not seen it yet i had heard that it was you know slicker now and plastic so i wasn't sure Mm -hmm. if that's the new standard or not yeah that's the way it's been out here there was a couple guys that raced um east coast races last year that were like oh this is first for me i was like Mm -hmm. "Mm, 
no, it's like fifth. <laughs> but it is definitely interesting. Um, it's a game changer uh, for a lot of people. There was a lot of burpees happening there this weekend, yeah. as well as at the tire flip, because it was on wet grass. And mm. uh, I mean, I believe Mark Botcher's didn't even flip it. Um, yeah, I saw that he had issues with, with the flip, and that's, in fact, where VJ was able to take him and take the first. Yeah, we were sitting over there by the the Yokohama tent, kind of going mm-hmm. over strategies and stuff after the race. So it was fun. Nice, nice. So no new obstacles, nothing else new and no. exciting? No, pretty standard. Um, That's a very bummer. Flat. Yeah, very flat and fast. I believe people were finishing like 20 minutes on Sunday morning. So First sprint. That's craziness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be a, it's gonna be different this year with the standard distances because you know a, a six mile super, I mean hell, majority of sprints were between five and six, so you yeah. know it's it's gonna be a different different you know attack plan I think. Definitely, I mean you you almost have to go you know plan for just a full on red line sprints and then whatever your training program for your sprints or now your super training programs. I don't know. I'm focusing on longer distances anyway, so I mean, still fun. Well, how did you do with this race? Place I took seventh, uh, nice. seventh in the age group. Uh, the 35 to 39 year olds are notoriously fast. Yeah, no it, kidding. That's, that's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm content with it. Um, I hadn't really, I haven't really done anything since I twisted my knee up in Los Olivos Ultra back in December. Mm-hmm. So I kind of played it safe the first first four three four miles until we got back to um, kind of the venue, which was loaded. Those three four miles were I think had twenty obstacles in it. Oh wow! And then okay. yeah, and then when we went out for the sprint or for the super portion of it, that's where we encountered a little more hills, which I'm a little bit better at. Um, mm-hmm. Can power up the hills and then I made up some ground and uh, caught a couple people in the last mile mile and a half. Okay. And, um, Made it up to seven, so I, I was content with that as far as you know, starting out the year. Right, right. Yeah, sounds good. And what about you know, we've seen all the the pictures of the new swag and the scorpions and all that. Same old, same old, or were the medals actually cooler in person? Well, it was pretty cool in person. I mean, I like scorpions. I'm desert right. rat, and then uh, not, I, I, I go back to the memes of people always asking, you know, we want more color in our medals," and there's literally just two little dots of color on them. <laughs> right, but they're pretty right. cool. got the little shield cut out type thing, you know, reminiscent of the whatever Spartan movie you watched growing up. And right. um, the finisher shirts are a lot better. I always are hated the Are we back to the cotton blend, or are they still the stupid? No, they're the cotton now. blend. Um, yeah, the cotton blend, real soft. Um, Good. I actually liked wearing it because normally, like the tech tees from the finisher shirts the last two years, hated wearing them just walking around cleaning the body. I'd really only wear them if I was working out yeah. with a armor on. But um, lots, real soft, still by craft and everything, so they went back to that. It's real nice. Oh, good. And then what about volunteer situation and referees? It was, how was that I didn't handled? Uh, seemed like everything went off without a hitch. Looked like plenty of volunteers. Every obstacle I went to had a volunteer. Okay. And then the... Um, the burpee zones I didn't really focus on because I had a clean race, but it looked like nice. there was referees there monitoring it fairly well. 
Uh, still like an Olympus, though, I've I noticed, and I've always noticed it, where you have like one or two volunteers that can't watch all the lands. For sure. Was pretty questionable when I was coming up to it. It looked like his feet might have been touching, but, I mean, right. it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone can pretty much agree that that's, I would say, probably Spartan's biggest issue when it comes to the races is is the judging and the officials. And, you know, we talked to Yancey about it last week or two weeks ago, um, you know, and they're aware of it, but yet nothing changes. So hopefully sure. before these series races start, we've got something better, you know, to deal with it. Yeah, I mean, that's been going on for years. Well, make a big social media fluff about it. I've been on the losing end of, you know, some bad officiating as well as, you know, seeing stuff happen and, you know, some guy taking off and getting ahead of me after failing an obstacle, but not failing it because no one saw it. Right. So it's just like, you know what? I'm going to run him down then. And I'm not a runner, so it's like, I'm going to run you down. <laughs> nice. Yeah. You know, I end up passing him at some point. Good. So you said you're you're gonna be focusing mostly on endurance. What races are you looking at doing this year? Um, I'm gonna do most of the West Coast ones that I could drive to, super and sprints just for fun. But I really want to do the um. Oh, now I just lost the name of it. The new, the new ultra that's out in California coming up in March. Um, dang it, I lost the name. You know, how long is it? San Luis Obispo. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, we're gonna hit that one up, and then we're still waiting on the Tough Mudder thing because my yeah. A race was gonna be world's toughest. Um, did 50 miles back in 17 without training for it, and now I'm at a whole nother level, so I want to see where I'm at now. Yeah. And then um, April 4th, instead of going up to Seattle, as long as Tough Mudder's back, I'm gonna do the 10th anniversary edition LA that they're doing on that day. Which I think I want to do the Unholy Grail, which is Tougher in the morning, toughest overnight, and then a Sunday, Sunday regular lap on Sunday. Oh, okay. After. I don't think I've heard that that phrase before, but I like it. Yeah, and I guess I saw something that there's a flip or something for it. And everything, all the swag is all um, 10th anniversary limited edition stuff. They're only doing yeah. that in a couple of days. So I'm like, I'll hit those up because it's easy. Three and a half hour drive instead of a flight. So. Yeah, I'm jealous. You guys have so many races out there that you don't have to, like, travel away to. Yeah, and then, and living in Vegas, I mean, even the Vegas race is two hours away. Offlet's two hours away. All the California ones are four-plus. Arizona, six. Utah, six. So here, we still got to drive quite a bit. I wish there was more because there's a lot of OCR athletes here in Vegas. Um, mm-hmm. But we still have to travel outside of it to actually get to some decent decent races because there's plenty of potential around here i'm right i'm just sure venues and you know there's red tape that i should i'm sure that has to go in it um Plus sure. well i mean you guys have a lot of spartans and tough mutters but i i don't think like savage isn't out there yet and some no. of the other race series is that we have out on the side yeah we'd Florida. love to get savage and bone frog out here i'd want to mm-hmm. hit those up but then i'm gonna sure. go like i'm hitting up um dark ages I plan yes. on going to that. Good. And then I plan on doing Indian Mud Run, um, the Chiefs Challenge. Nice. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go big. And then uh OCRWC has always been on the bucket list and now that it's back in the States, I I gotta go hit yeah. off. Oh, you them. haven't bit you haven't done a, an inventory race yet? No, I haven't. Um uh, maybe they've been out of the country or 
I was to the level of like when I was here in the states last. I think I was just starting out. Right. Couldn't just right. traveling. So. Well, doing Indian Med Run then is is a good choice. Um, you know, we've we've talked about it on this podcast before, but for anyone planning on going out to um to Stratton for for World Championships, highly recommend making a trip to Indian Med Run. It's really the best race there's going to be for prep for that. You're going to see a lot of the same obstacles. Yeah, you know. Jacob, I've been talking a lot about it, so yep. I got to hit it. So. Awesome. All right, well, what's your biggest goal for this season? Uh, biggest goal for this season is if World's Toughest Motor is still a go, then I want that silver. Oh. Uh-huh. Big that, goal. It's uh, silver or bust and silver at a minimum, so that's my plan. Awesome. Well, definitely wish you luck with that. Appreciate it. No problem. Well, thank you so much for talking with us and giving us updates and We'll see how Spartan evolves over the rest of the season. And hopefully, you know, Jacksonville's coming up soon. I think that's the first um, series race. So maybe something new will come before then, but we'll find out. Yep. Yep. Um, always good talking to you guys. And if you need me for any West Coast reports, just let me know. We appreciate it. Thank you so much, Cody. Yeah, have a good one. No problem. You too. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. OCR across America. <laughs> there we go. Tons of information. Three very great different, um, very but different. great events. So, I mean, basically, whatever your fancy is, whether it's the long endurance stuff that Bonefrog has or the short burst that High Rocks has or Spartan as, you know, as we know it, there's something it's, there. We're, we're back swinging, kids. We are back yep. into 2020, and we cannot wait to hit the ground running here. Yep. Um it's it's going to be a fun, very different year for all of us, I think. Yeah, I think we're going to see gonna a lot more specialization. We've been talking about that in the last several weeks um, with, with the opportunity of different races, different types of races. It's going to give people a chance to really hone in on what their strengths are. So I agree it's a thousand awesome. percent. You know, um, and speaking of which, uh, weird events coming up. Uh, how about that abominable snow race, Leah? Yes, absolutely. If you guys are looking for a first event, if you're not signed up for anything yet, come visit us and check out our friends at Abominable. If you guys are in the Midwest and you want to start your season right with a great local, uh, there's no better way to go than Abominable. Normally we have about uh, 1,500 people come out to this event yeah. here at Devil's Head. Great venue, great place. Um, Leah will not be able to be there because she'll be at a I cheer know. conference. Yeah. But Amber and I will be. Um, yeah. Check it out. It's, it's going to be a gonna great be great. Time. March 15th weekend, um, you know, come on up. You get to race in the snow. It's a fun local event. Um, but it's challenging as well. It's not just a walk no, in the park. So, and it's we have elite waves. We've got qualifiers mm-hmm. for OCRWC. Yep. We've got a lot of great things going on. Um, additionally, like racing local is there. There's these great series that we're talking about here, but there's also the locals, and it makes mm-hmm. me happy that we're starting to help some of these guys out this year. For sure. So playing that off here, um, frontline OCR. A lot of people are pinging about that and some they've got some yep. really cool competition stuff coming up that we might be helping out with yeah um, yep. getting some stuff lined up for that as well as our boys over at highlander you guys know them mm-hmm. we're getting ready for a great race there code bro cr will save you money at all these races check it out it's gonna yeah. be a great time come hang out with us um with that yeah i think that really wraps kind of stuff up oh, well obviously we've got to talk about you know cbd real quick yep absolutely um, you know, whether you're into the long endurance races or the short ones, 
Um, let me tell you, High Rocks wasn't considered an endurance one. It was an hour and a half, but of pain. So I have been loving the CBD bomb. <laughs> I have been loving on some CBD bomb um, on my uh, quads and my calves after those sled pulls and pushes. Um, no, nothing more important to me for my recovery. So check them out at Vanga. Um, Save 15 percent with code BroCR. Um, great stuff out there. Absolutely, guys. Uh, without further ado, I guess that really wraps up the week. I do, and hopefully everything goes well for you tonight. Um. Well, today. Today. So we'll we'll, we'll discuss that at a later time. We will. We will. But anyway, um, hope everybody's doing great. Um, and we'll talk soon. Yep, drop us a line, leave us a review, and until next time, I'm Leah Hensley. I'm Jacob Osecker. You guys take care out there. This has been the Bro CR Supercast, powered by Bro CR Media. We always love reviews. Oh, and shout outs too. Wanna be on the review? Drop us a line. We know there are other obstacle course racing podcasts out there, but you choose to laugh with us for a while. So Thanks. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. And thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.